welcome to Her Fantasy Football, where we go matchup by matchup to help you set your lineups. Make sure you check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com and on iTunes. You can also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. I'm Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. And we're doing a little something different today. The three of us are in one house. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's weird, right? It is weird. Family. You guys look much better through the computer screen. (laughs) (laughs) It feels weird that we're not recording, right? It is. Yes, we're not on YouTube. If you you watch us on YouTube every week, there will be no show on YouTube, so you're going to have to catch us on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Sorry. Yeah. But sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. It's the holiday. We're all here together. It's special. I know. We can't all fit on one computer screen, so you're welcome. <laughs> it's a good time, you guys. In fact, we've got three football games to talk about on Thanksgiving Thursday, which is very, very exciting. It's all starting at 1230 Eastern time, I believe. They just keep adding more and more games in Thanksgiving. I know. Keep pa- punching the pack in it's, there. It's well, punching the pack. I didn't make any sense. That's all right. Punching the in Packing the men? I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't know what punching punch. is. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, I, don't know I'm th- I don't know what I'm thinking, but... She hasn't been drinking. Folks. I know. It's, this is sober, yeah. Ashley. What's the problem? It, it might be the might problem. Be the problem. It might be indeed. It's for sure the problem. Yeah. Well, don't get them out of your lineups, guys, because everybody is playing this week. No teams on by for the first time since week four. So put them in, guys. Put them in. Sorry, but not sorry. So we're going to get started right away because we've got lots to cover here. So Thanksgiving games, Chicago Bears, five and six, the Detroit Lions, seven and four. Yeah. All right. I actually like the games that are going on for Thanksgiving. I think they they're pretty cool, actually. They're... Yeah, except for the last one. Yeah. Well, do you think they plan that on purpose so people's Thanksgiving dinners go too long? They're like, ah, eh, it's just the Niners and the Seahawks. <laughs> I think a lot of people enjoy the Niners <laughs> and the Seahawks. I think it's probably yeah. why they had him there. It's um, uh, probably the opposite of why they. I did know, it. but when I looked at the lab, that's literally what I thought. I was like, oh, that's smart. Yeah, that's a, that's a good team to put there because people are gonna be. Focusing on dinner at that point in time. It's true. They do have the Cowboys midday, which midday. is... Midday, yeah. Lions. The one people really care about First on Thanksgiving. One. Right. Well, listen. The bears are a hot mess, so perhaps your cooking will be fine. You well, won't be too distracted. The lions are also kind of a hot mess, so it could be fun. All right. Well, on that note, Brandon Marshall's probable with an ankle. Uh, Martellus Bennett, probable with ribs. And Josh Morgan, questionable with a shoulder, probably won't play. So, play him if you got him. Matt Forte. Hey. hey. Love Always. Him. Uh, for fun, here's the stat lines from last week. 23 attempts for 89 yards, two touchdowns. He also got five passes for 23 yards. But let's be frank. The Detroit Lions give up the second fewest points to running backs. And not only do they play the first Thanksgiving Day game, but they meet again in week 16. Obviously, you never bench Matt Forte, but just as a a heads up, he may not be the guy for 30 points this week like he was last week. It just may not happen. So, um, but yeah, still love him. Got calls, Martellus Bennett. Like we said about the Patriots last week, the Lions are the weakest against tight ends. That's not saying much, you know. I mean, those ribs seem to have been bothering him for quite some time now. 
Yeah, yeah. So he hasn't been great by any no. means. Last week he got four of his seven targets for 37 yards. He might do a better, but gosh, man oh man, Jay Cutler. <laughs> so he scored seven fantasy points last week. He has 17 completions for 130 yards with one touchdown and one fumble. And that just isn't going to cut it. I am concerned, but hey. The good news is Stafford only scored, I think, nine. Right. So not much better. So this is going to be a great <laughs> game to start off your Thanksgiving day, guys. Yeah. So um, uh, on that note, Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey, yeah, I mean, the Lions are really good. Third fewest points to wide yeah. receivers. Um, and the Bears aren't getting it done. But you probably still have to start them because you drafted them. So this is kind of a, I don't know, a sobering write-up. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I saw a comparison about the Lions to the Bears. I think I probably saw an ESPN, I'm not sure. But it was about how we'd be having the exact same Jay Cutler conversation about Matthew Stafford if the Lions' defense wasn't as good as it is because they're saving the team right now from from not having the same similar kind of score. So, I mean... You know, with that said, I've got Golden Tate starting. Despite Stafford not putting up a great game, you know, Tate was able, you know, to get every little bit of goodness he could out of him. I mean, he had Mm -hmm. 97 yards off four catches. And the Bears' secondary is nothing special. So I wouldn't be too nervous about Golden Tate. Same with Calvin Johnson. The situation here is you're not going to bench this guy unless he's actually listed as inactive. Otherwise, you know, he's just going to make a fool of you. That seems to be kind of standard quo is when you do bench him is when he goes off. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just science. Well, the big issue is that, you know, he didn't have a great game. He only four catches for 58 yards. He was targeted 10 times. So, you know, he's still getting a lot of looks. His ankle is still a little sore and he was limited in practice. But, you know, slowly but surely he's going to be back to a Megatron form, I believe. So... My notables is the Detroit Lions defense. I have them in the gut call section. Um, and Joyke Bell got in the gut calls. You know, at this point in the season, you probably have to play Bell realistically. Um, but this is definitely not the best matchup for him. So he got touches, you know, he needed last week with 19 attempts, but he was only able to rush for 48 yards. Not good. Off 19 attempts. That's really bad. But, you know, the Bears' rush attack is one of the better pieces of the pie for them. You know, they give up the seventh fewest points to running backs. So I don't love him, well, let's say over the last six weeks. I don't really love Bell's outlook this week, to be honest with you. This is going to be the game that's uh, which quarterback doesn't screw the receivers over the most. Well, at least the Bears have, you know, Matt Forte, where is the, yeah, I've got Reggie Bush on the bench as well because he's, you know, questionable and useless when he does play. And I got Matthew Stafford on the bench. Again, the same thing with Cutler. We got single digit games. Two, you know, two weeks in a row, you know, and the Bears give up the, you know, past six weeks, the most points to quarterback. So there's a chance he'll do well, but I think you're looking at maybe a mid-teens performance from him. So I, I say bench. These guys need to step it up, or they're going to find themselves sitting next to Mr. RG3. <laughs> we got the Philadelphia Eagles, 8-3 and three, the Dallas Cowboys, 8-3 and three now. Now we're talking... Fantasy orgy, anyone? Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Go to Costco, get your paper towels. We got a shootout. Yeah, we do. Speaking of, by the way, this is, um, so we're not on YouTube, so you can't see us right now, but it's hilarious because we're all like chatting, but we also have all of our computers right next to each other. We look like an Apple. I was going to say, this is an Apple commercial. commercial, Yeah, for L'Oreal, because the three of us have different hair colors. 
We're all wearing our sweaters, though, because our like, parents no. keep our house uh, negative degrees. So. It's not quite L'Oreal if, if you're looking at our clothing at the moment. No, We're pretty com- comfy. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if anyone would think this is glamorous. But it is funny. Um, speaking of funny, Marky Mark and the Philadelphia Eagles. Woo! Gosh, they're having fun with that butt fumble this week. It's the year two-year reunion, is it? Yeah. So, man, the, yep. those networks are ripping him to shreds. Sad. 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 We feel for you, Marky Mark. We enjoy you. you. It was unavoidable. It was was an unavoidable butt fumble. Yep. Couldn't be stopped. It happens. Couldn't be stopped. Literally, Uh, by science, it could not be stopped. Yeah, I love that. What was that? What are those One of those weird, that like, uh, one of those science things on ESPN where they go through the actual science of the butt fumble. They had like a butt mannequin, if you will, <laughs> that they had a person run into over and over again. They proved at the particular velocity yeah. that he was going and the way this, you know, lineman was backing up. It was impossible for Sanchez to hold on to that. Nice. Yeah. Well, the good news is that LaShawn McCoy is kind of back. It looks like Chip Kelly yeah, is week. going back to running because of Marky Mark, maybe. But, maybe. hey, whatever. It works for us. Last week, uh, McCoy had 21 attempts for 130 yards and a touchdown. The Cowboys are just kind of so-so against the runs, so there's a chance of a repeat. I mean, it's not a fabulous chance, but there's a chance because he hasn't really been repeating these performances. But you have to play him. Feel so decent about it. Yeah, yeah. So Jordan Matthews, still Sanchez's favorite target, and I'm starting him everywhere. I picked him up everywhere, and I'm starting him everywhere. Last week, he caught six of eight targets for 77 yards. He was just missing a touchdown, and that would be the same kind of production that he was having the three games prior. So keep it up. The Cowboys give up the seventh fewest points to wide receivers, but I would still start him. Why? Because in the gut calls Jeremy Macklin... Listen, he did catch six of his eight targets for 59 yards. Now, yeah. six of eight isn't bad. 59, not so great. He had a good game yeah. two weeks ago. He had a good game four weeks ago. If he's doing the every other week thing, he should be on this week. So there's that. Um, I'd still start him. Um, he tends to play well in the big big games, too. Yeah. He may show because it's, you know... Thanksgiving game. It's Thanksgiving. Jeremy Macklin's very talented. It's just Marky Mark and his two interceptions and his touchdown. It's exactly what we thought. But so's Chip Kelly. So he still is okay. Um, Kelly's going to lean on the run as much as possible, it seems like. Um, but at a certain point, they're going to need to throw the ball to beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys are very good this year. Like, yeah. let's just admit that and once again he threw for over 300 yards again you can't be mad about that you can't be mad Darren Sproles touchdown dependent he hasn't touched the ball more than 10 times in months it's hard to suggest him yeah and that's about it that's about it that's about it Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving special per use use. play him if you got him DeMarco Murray hey Murray had his third lowest game of the season last week and he still got you 14 fantasy points. Love him. Stop crying. Play the man. Play the man. That's right. And the Eagles give up the 13th most fantasy points to running backs. Not tons of yards, but tons of touchdowns. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Hey, I'll take six quick points over draining six points anytime. Des Bryant. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. I don't know. It just felt right. Who sings that, do you know? Something and Pepper. Yeah, that, that's true. It's uh, En Vogue. Was it Vogue? Salt Pepper? It's, or no, is it Salt Pepper think, featuring En Vogue? I think it's featuring En Vogue. But yeah. let's be honest. 
The dual billing is fine. They rock yeah. that. They rock, they rock it. it. Yeah. Just like Dez is going to rock it. Dez is going to rock it, guys. Look for his third game in a row. It's going to be monstrous. Yep. I can just feel it. He's going to dominate. 15 fantasy points at least on the Thanksgiving day. He's he's always gets 15 fantasy points on Thanksgiving. It's his moment. It. Tony Romo. Romo, you know, he's playing well since his injury. I'm into him. The Eagles give up the second most fantasy points to quarterback, so this feels like a no-brainer to me. It's going to have a fun day throwing some yards and some touchdowns. I'm liking it. Yeah, I like Dan Bailey because who doesn't like Dan Everyone Bailey? Everyone likes Dan Bailey. Got calls. You know, Jason Witten. You're going to play him, guys. You're going to play him. I don't, you know, it's tight ends. I played him over Martellus Bennett last week, and it was the right decision. Thank you. you what. Good for you. Yeah. I played Michael Rivera over Julius Thomas, and it too was the right decision. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, he got point nine, and uh, Julius Thomas didn't uh, play. Didn't but play. you know what I mean. Technically, it, it was the right it, decision. I made the good choice. Yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> um, the Eagles are the best against tight ends. So, you know, I don't know. Romo tends to find Witten anywhere. He'll, if he gets a touchdown, he's going to be an awesome play. If he doesn't get a touchdown, he might only get you two points. But in tight end land, that's not bad. No. It's just not bad. And you know what, guys? Terrence Williams is going on the bench. He's going on the bench. I told you guys last week if he did not have a good game, I'd put him on the bench, and he didn't. He belongs Not only bench. that, but he broke his fingertip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who does that? That's not just good. Just the tip, huh? Just the tip. Just the just tip. Just the tip. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not good. I'll leave you on that moment. It's not good. Yep, it's not good, but go Cowboys. <coughs> it's Thanksgiving. You got to root for the Cowboys. It's, it's, it's a rule. Seattle Seahawks, 7-4 and four at San Francisco, 49ers, 7-4. and four. So I'm going to make a bold statement here. Could these possibly be the two best, worst teams? Yep. Yep. Right? <clears throat> well, when it comes to fantasy, it's really infuriating. It's infuriating, right? But, They're yeah. like the best, but the worst of the best. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. 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 Um. You know what's interesting is that I realized that I didn't uh, take into account defenses in my write-ups the way that I usually do. So I want to apologize because Philadelphia's defense is balling. Don't play them against Dallas, though. Ah. Yeah. They scored another touchdown last week, and I just want to throw it out there. Yeah, they, um, can throw, they can score another touchdown this week. I'm not against playing Philadelphia's defense. Do it. They're, gonna get, they're probably going to get one interception out of Romo. Might get a touchdown. Yeah, but I think you it's going to be high scoring. Well, this... I don't know. I love Philadelphia's defense, and to me, you're right. They're almost a must-start at yeah. this point. I mean, if you can get a pick six, that's points you can't lose. Seattle's so. defense is not a must-start, though. No, and that's why I thought of the defense, because I, I wouldn't start either of these defenses, although I think both of them have a possibility of having big games, depending on who implodes. This game is at San Francisco. It's not Seattle, so we don't have to worry about the crazy Seattle sound issue Oopla. or what have you. Um, what we do need to worry about. San Francisco is number one against quarterbacks, but Russell Wilson always gets at least 50, 60, 70, 80 yards of rushing every game. He has 73 yards again last week. He's a top 10 play every week. And part of it's because he's getting seven extra points that other guys aren't getting. Yeah. So frustrating. So I actually don't care what the 49ers do against quarterbacks because I think Russell Wilson's going to be just fine. On top of that, Marshawn Lynch. I hope everyone saw... The Richard Sherman, Doug Baldwin. Oh cut my out gosh, it was press amazing. Conference. I'm surprised they didn't get fined for that. Well, the irony, that's what they were doing. They're basically daring the NFL to find them because they find Marshawn Lynch. It's like, 
Well, then I guess we can come out and do whatever we want as long as we put in our FaceTime. So we're going to bring out a I mean, cutout. they brought up the Campbell's soup. They brought up... Yeah. Oh, um, man. Boat. Was it the Bose? No, Beats. Mm-hmm. The headphones. But they're not allowed to talk about anything until, uh, was it 30 minutes after a game ends? Something crazy. They have a time frame. They're not allowed to bring up any paid sponsors until the game ends. That's funny. Yeah. But the cutout is great. I just wanted, wish I could see Baldwin literally hiding behind the cutout and talking. I wish yeah. I could see a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But, uh, yeah, so Marshawn Lynch is a, an, an interesting character this year, and I feel like every week I'm a little nervous about him, and every week he's amazing. So let's just put our hands up and say go for it. You heard the driver's license thing, right? That he returned the guy's driver's yeah. license because yeah. his last name was Lynch, and he was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, like, yeah, not yeah. because of that, because he's a nice guy, but yeah. But he drove, like, what, like 30, 40 minutes out of his way to go to this guy's house to drop his license off? That's Can nice. you imagine Marshawn Lynch, the beast, showing up? At your door. Oh my gosh. Silent and just handing you your ID. It's scary yet awesome. It's a really good Christmas came early for yeah, that. Yeah, Christmas for that came Mr. Early. Lynch. Yeah. Well, you know, he's limited with this back issue still, but he's fine. I mean, I, they think he's going to go. Once again, they give up the fifth fewest points running backs, but who cares? Got calls. Let's, these are all going to be very short. Last week, the top receiver was tight end Cooper Helfit. Right? What? Yes. Like, I'm watching that recap, and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. But he only caught two passes for 27 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> That's the top guy. And he's out this week oh, because uh, he sprained his ankle. Uh-oh. Everyone else had less than 50 yards and no touchdowns. We've been telling since the beginning that you're not playing any Seattle receiver. It's a waste yeah. of your time. And now we can add this random tight end to the mix as well. Yeah. Waste of your time. Absolutely. So you know what? Everyone else is on the bench. And speaking of the bench, the 49ers, there are no injuries on this team, supposedly, but I think they're all injured. Something is amiss. There's just, it's just funky town. Yeah. Something is a muck. I will say, Anquan Bolden continues yeah, to be old no. faithful, and he caught nine of his 12 targets last week for 137 yards and a touchdown. He is awesome. Seattle is the absolute toughest team against wide receivers. But I think they're going to lean on him, actually. So I'm going to offer some offbeat analysis and say that Bolden will be the most reliable player on the team and will be used often, even though it's a bad, quote-unquote, matchup. Isn't Anquan Bolden the most reliable person on the team all season? <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm saying that, that he's still going to get points. Man. Yeah, no, I, I that's think what he I'm will saying. get points. Bolden's one of those weird characters that doesn't seem to fit into the defense of how they, you know, cover you or not. He just does his thing. You know, he's just Anquan Bolden. Yeah. He's having a great year, and congratulations to him, because, you know, he's not 22 anymore, but way to rock it. Gut calls. Okay, Michael Crabtree. He's only scored one touchdown since week six. He's getting the targets, so he may be a PPR play for the PPR people out there. Last week, he caught five passes for 58 yards, so that means, yeah, you need the PPR element for him to be start-worthy. Frank Gore and Carlos Hyde. I, I am done with those two players, and yeah. I can't... I know that we're all in desperate situations sometimes, but listen, Seattle, they give up the 11th fewest points to running backs, but that's actually their weakness. Um, but San Francisco never runs the ball. Yeah. So who cares? Gore carried the ball 13 times with 36 yards and a fumble. That's right, 1.6 points, awesome. those counting. And Hyde carried the ball seven times for 16 yards and a touchdown and a fumble. Yep. So you can't get excited about these guys. I just can't figure out why they don't run because it's not like they're rolling deep and awesome receivers. I mean, Anquan Bolden is consistent. 
and and that's great, but it's not like Crabtree has been anything fantastic the last few years. Their quarterback only has 18 completions a game. He can't throw the ball much, so why are they not depending more on their run? I don't get it. I don't get it. They're winning, so I guess they're figuring something out. Absolutely. Well, because their defense is great, and that's why it's unfortunate. These two defenses, I would say, to play against other people, but I don't know. I'm a little dicey on them. I will say Colin Kaepernick, bench, bench. I finally dropped him in the rankings. I don't care what his matchups look like. He's yeah. had great matchups. He's played St. Louis, New Orleans, New York Giants, and Washington. His scores, 10.88, 12.8, 14.12, 13.64. I'm done telling you he has a great matchup. I don't care. And this week, he has a bad matchup. So he's definitely no-go. This is going to be a 12-9 game. That's my, that's my projection for the <laughs> 12-9. Play their defenses. Sit everybody out. Classic. My new favorite team, the Washington Redskins, three and eight of the Indianapolis Colts, seven and four. Hey yo, hey yo. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit and start with my bench guys. <laughs> That's what they did this I week. Think for obvious reasons. Oh. Get that up. Waka waka waka. Uh, in case you haven't heard, RG3 has been benched, and the Redskins are rolling with Mr. Colt McCoy for the foreseeable <laughs> future. I think that's crazy. This season. So word on the street is that, you know, RG3, you know, the organization still believes that RG3 is their guy, mm. and they are banking on the offseason for Gruden and RG3 to kind of get together, get a groove, Gruden to kind of work on some fundamentals. Oh, yeah, because that relationship's really RG, stable. RG3. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I mean, I think what they're hoping for. <laughs> I'm also hoping to lose 20 pounds by yeah, eating cake. Yeah, this yeah. is the Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston kind of relationship between the two of them. Nothing as good is going to come from it, people. They need uh, to find different homes. Well, I Whitney. mean, the, the thought is, if I, if I will defend what the thought is, not that I agree with the thought, but, I mean, Gruden did a fantastic job with, what, Andy Dalton? Yeah. That's correct. So, uh, I think we've all seen Dalton's kind of production drop off this year, probably because Gruden's gone, but the thought is that they're going to really sit there and help RG3 with some fundamentals, because the issue is that he actually plays well during practice, is what they're saying, but then he gets out there, and he gets flustered, and he reverts back to bad habits. So they want to have a whole offseason kind of working with Gruden and RG3 to really try to, you know, hammer it in. I'm, I'm not sure that's realistically going to happen, but they do believe McCoy gives them the best shot for 2014, certainly this game, they believe. Um... But what I thought was the most interesting stat that I have seen on their, by the Redskins quarterbacks was that RG3 has been sacked 15 times in his four starts this season. But if you combine Cousins and McCoy sacks, it only totals 13, and that was on 146 more pass attempts than RG3. Wow. That's not good. I mean, we are talking crazy stats. I mean, I, mean, I don't know how the you know, front office could argue with that and be like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not RG3. No, clearly that is a problem with RG3 if he's being sacked that much more. So it's just, it's really interesting. So mm. obviously you're holding off. Um, and I also have Colt McCoy here. I don't dislike Colt McCoy, but I'm holding off putting my lineup this week, you know, because I want to see how that locker room drama kind of unfolds. It's tends to lead to a bad game. So I'm holding off on both of them. Also, Pierre Garçon, you're not playing for obvious reasons. He's been not great this year what a di- i think he may be we should do one of our like you know we do shows obviously mm-hmm. during the off season but one of the first things we need to do is just write a list of these disappointments 2014 disappointments i Pierre agree Garçon is like one or two yeah we can call it what the what what ah! i don't i mean 
It's because We're Deshaun Jackson. Call it bust here. all over you. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I've got Deshaun in my gut calls because that's that's really the part of the problem here for Pierre is that Deshaun came in, kind of changed the vibe and the groove of the offense. You know, a new coach as well, and Pierre's just not being targeted as much. So I've got him as my you know gut call section because he has played well with uh, Colt McCoy. So. Uh, I think you're going to be okay there. And then Alfred Morris is a given uh, because he's really the only, you know, consistent piece of the team right now. The shining light in Washington. Yep. Love him. Love him. Love him. I love the Colts. I do, I do. Um, Andrew Luck, what a what? What, what? What happened to you last week, my friend? Oh, can, so we can I just say out loud? I have luck this year because I broke up with Stafford after a long relationship with him for the last three seasons. And I'm just hoping to God this is not Stafford 2013. Oh, the implosion? The oh, implosion. No, no, can't no. Don't, don't right? say it. Don't okay. throw that energy out no, there. Okay. Don't. No. Okay. We need to, okay. like, yeah. All right. use smudging with right. the smoke to, like, In fact, I want to edit this show to take that entire part <laughs> out. Yeah. I don't want that energy <laughs> floating around I'm anywhere. just saying, you guys. I'm just saying. No. Easiest schedule. 15 points with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's not get into it. We'll move on. He's going to bounce back wheat and dominate Washington. Washington gives up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Let's do it, Luck. I can feel you. Little congratulations to Mr. T.Y. Hilton and his wife with their new baby girl. Hey. I'm just so, so happy for you. <laughs> oh my god, his, his, his interview after the game, he's crying. I love him. It made me he love like him so much Swaddled more. the baby. This is like, um, congrats, you know, his, his dance yeah, after the, the touchdown. Yeah, Rockin super the cute. Rocking the baby. Uh, I love it. He's awesome. 122 yards and a touchdown. He's a must start, you guys, every week. He is awesome. He's great. I'm he's really also showing up this year. an ugly crier. But I don't think that makes me endearing. But it does make him endearing. <laughs> it does make him endearing. Yeah. It yeah. was a good moment for him. Great. Um, got calls. Dan Boom Heron. I think it's Heron, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he is the starter this week. That is great for him, but that is not a great matchup regardless, you guys. So I'm just yeah. throwing that out there. The Redskins are actually really good against the rush. They're four, they give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running back. So... You know, if you need you need a running back, he's the one over Richardson. But I'm just letting you know that it's just not the best week to um, be putting him in your lineup. I don't think we talk enough as a fantasy community, not us three, but I think in general out there, we don't talk enough about Washington and Minnesota's defense. Oh yeah, I'm about to, yeah. I miss yeah. I one of my teams plays against Minnesota, and I it's tough. The Minnesota's defense is good. Yeah, Minnesota's yeah. really kind of made lemonades out of lemons yeah. this year. Yeah, they really have. They really have. Absolutely. It's like, like the good lemonade, too, like the stadium lemonade. Mm. Mm. Richie Wayne is also <laughs> in gut calls. And, you know, he's a boomer bus player this year. It just is what it is. Kobe Fleener. Oh, what a... Oh, sorry. After we had a whole call. Fleener uh, show. Like, Fleener, Fleener. Wake up, have eggs with Fleener. Listen, nothing. guys, Fleener was pulled out of the the passing game to block. That's yeah. what Dwayne yeah. Allen does. So if Allen does come back and play, he is questionable still. Fleener's stock does go up. He's still a good play this week if Allen is back. If he's not, well, he takes over part of that role of being part of the offensive line. So it's kind of hard. Um, I would still play him. Really, who else is there for tight ends, you guys? Again, 2.5 points out of your tight end is not that bad. Bench warmers, Trent Richardson. <laughs> where, where are we in fantasy? We're 2.5. Like, all right. 
right. He was the number yeah. 24 ranked tight end. With two points. That's just crazy. This is crazy. Uh, you know, Trent Richardson, again, not a great matchup for um, running backs. He did find the end zone last week, which was wonderful. But the coaches seem not to like him, so therefore I don't either. Um, Tennessee Titans, 2-9 and nine against the Houston Texans, 5-6. and six. Let's go, Ashley. Uh, Tennessee Titans, guys. Delaney Walker. So on, ma- on paper, this matchup is not in Delaney Walker's favor. But it's a slim position, like Courtney was just saying, with 2.5 points getting by. Yeah. Rough. Uh, you can't. You have to play him. So Houston gives up the third fewest points to tight ends. But put, you know, last week out of your mind. Think about the game he had. No, sorry. Think of, put, sorry, my goodness. Put the fact that <laughs> the Texans gave up the third fewest points and think about last week. Because last week he had 155 yards off five catches. And the best part about that is 105 of the 155 yards came after the catch. So that means he's moving well and playing good ball, and that's really encouraging. So, yeah, it looks bad on paper, but I like Delaney Walker this week. My gut calls, Justin Hunter, Nate Washington, Kendall Wright. I'm not even going to bother getting into it because who knows who's going to be the guy that week. Last week it was Justin Hunter. Week before that was Kendall Wright. I mean, it's I, I would stay away from all of them because it's a little too boomer bust for me, but only you know how desperate you are. Zach Mettenberger I also, though, have in my gut calls. So it would appear that Mettenberger... He's, you know, playing well and is not a one-week wonder. I mean, since he got the start, he has scored 15 points, 9 points, 16, and then 19 points, you know, throwing for over 250 yards in three out of the four games. And Houston's defense is pretty middle of the pack in terms of shutting down QBs. So while I'm not ready to scream from the rooftops about Mettenberger, you know, he has fallen the top 10 quarterbacks the last couple weeks, and he certainly is a good option if you are a Matthew Stafford owner out there. I like him because... The Texans give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. So someone's got to throw them the ball, right? Someone's got to throw them. And one of those I guys is going to have a, an okay game. So, yeah, I'm telling you if, you, if Matthew, if you're a Matthew Stafford owner out there and you're a little irritated by five points and nine points, <laughs> you might want to hop on over to the 19 point world of Zach Mettenberger. So, feel good about it. Now, with Bishop Shanky is on my bench, I'm starting to feel like it's not a show if I don't mention the reasons to not play him. Right? Is this kind of just become part of our show? I wish it wasn't. <sighs> I think you have to do it. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we can call it the Sankey sit-down? Yeah. Sankey sit-down. I don't know. Uh, but I'm hoping most of you are on the Ashley Strongly advises you against Bishop Sankey bandwagon. <laughs> but in case you are not, he fumbled last week. So now we have the ball control issues Uh, back, guys. It's popping back up again. Or should I say popping out again? I saw what you you did there. See what I did there? Ah. So add the fumble issues along with low yardage. And Sinky is not your friend this season. He is not your friend. So let's talk about the Texans. Play if you got him, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Hopkins had a pretty blah game last week. But, you know, he... He has some catches, or near catches is more like it, where he, he, he would have had a much better score. Yeah. You know, he really would have. So if you're watching that game, you, you, can, you still can feel good about him. He's still being targeted. He's still the leading receiver on the team. He's still a top 30 receiver in the league. So that means you have to start him. Andre Johnson, on the other hand, I have in my gut call section. So it seems as if Johnson is on a decent amount of catches, you know, then virtually no catches pattern. Recently it has gone seven, then two, then the bye week, then seven, then three. So, guys, he might be up for seven receptions this week, guys. Hey, that'd be nice. You know? Now, the Titans are no slouch in the secondary, allowing the 10th fewest points, but 
if we're, if we're following the pattern, it might be an okay week. So I would say avoid if you can, but I think we all know there's some lineups where you have to, you have to play you know, the Andre Johnsons of the world. My bench, Ryan Fitzpatrick. For people who aren't aware, you know, Fitzpatrick was benched two games ago, but then Ryan Mallett came in, but Mallett was placed on IR Wednesday, meaning Fitzy's back. Hey. So the good news is that, you know, he wasn't out of the game for very long. So he hasn't really lost his touch or, I don't want to say chemistry. That's probably not the best word to use between him and the no, Andre Johnson, for sure. Uh, but uh, we'll see It's got less, less strong than chemistry. But, you know, he wasn't playing, honestly, he wasn't playing horribly before he was benched. And Ryan Mallett wasn't playing lights out either. So I would, I would expect the exact same kind of production he got from Fitzpatrick and the exact same production from his teammates, as you've seen all season long. Love it. Boom. Love Titans it. Titans over. Again, guys, make sure you hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com. We do rankings every week. Play the best player per the rankings. Also, you can ask us questions at HerFantasyFB on Twitter. We'll hopefully respond back to you. But there's a lot of crazies out there asking lots of crazy questions. <laughs> Let's get into some crazy teams. The Cleveland Browns, 7-4. and four. The Buffalo Bills, 6-5. and five. Two of the teams that n- people just aren't talking about, too. It's like, they're actually pretty decent. Very decent. interesting teams. I, I enjoy People talk about them, them, but they don't believe that they're actually good. And they just keep winning. Yeah. But then they want to talk about New Orleans. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. You've heard that song, right? No, uh, but well, I'm glad I have now. Yeah, well, it's a goodie. Yeah, wow. Who sings it? No clue. Great. Yeah. So, <laughs> Browns. I'm sure someone out there will tell us when they listen to this. Yep. Yep. Or they'll say, that doesn't exist. Um, no, I really want to know what it is. So, Buffalo. It exists. I'm back. I'm back. They are really great. They give up the fourth fewest points to quarterbacks, third nope. fewest points to running backs, 11th fewest to wide receivers, third fewest to tight ends, and the 12th most points, though, to defenses, which is interesting. Jordan Cameron, questionable, concussion. Um, I'm actually going to start with the bench as well. So he's finally practicing this week, but he's still day-to-day. It's a bad matchup because Buffalo gives up the third fewest points to tight ends, so don't start him his first week back. However, in the play him if you got him, Josh Gordon and Andrew Hawkins. Hey! Yay! Buffalo has a tough, tough defense, but they're actually the weakest against wide receivers. If you noted, they give up the 11th fewest points, which is actually the best for them. So um, I think that both of them will be target and PPR kings. I think the defense will Mm -hmm. key in on Gordon. So as I said, Hawkins continuing to benefit from that. Last week, Gordon caught 8 of 16 targets for 120 yards. Hawkins caught all five of his targets for 93 yards. That's the thing about Josh Gordon, right? I mean, he did not look fantastic, per se. Uh, You know, he missed some routes, dropped some balls. Sure, But he still produces. You know, he's just one of those players that even when he's not looking like he's having a great game, he's still having a great game. So, yeah. Just so you know, Brandon, it is DJ Khaled. Khaled, yeah. Artist also Snoop Dogg, Rick Ross, T-Pain, and Ludacris. Ludacris! It's quite the... All I do is win, win, win. Have you not heard this? Oh, I, I'm so lame. You, you've seen some bizarro rap songs you don't know this, Jim? I know, sorry. It's unfortunate. I'm excited, though. This could be our new theme song. I this know. could be like Hello, Good Morning from last year. That's what I'm saying. Hello, Good Morning. But you don't know All I Do Is Win. Here we go. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. 
There's a dance party happening right now. This is the first time on her fantasy football. <laughs> best part. Everybody's hands part. go whoop. And they stay there. Come on. Okay, Gordon. yeah, no, no, I hear, I have heard it. I'm I had sorry. to go stay up with Josh Gordon this week. Okay, yep, that's all these win-win-win. Yes, yeah. I agree. And you know what else you can put your hands up for? Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the deal. Deal. The Bills give up the third fewest points to running backs. Okay, fine. We talked about it. But last week he carried the ball 12 times for 88 yards and two touchdowns. Now, West got 14 carries, but here's the deal. They give it to Crowell for touchdowns. Yeah, that's all nice. That's what you want, and he keeps scoring, so go for it. Got calls. None. Why? Because Brian Game Manager Hoyer, my best friend, I adore him, can't start a guy who has two stud receivers and a top-performing running back who only scored 8.08 fantasy points in a game. It's amazing. How did that happen? I just read the stats for the It's like the math doesn't match up, right? It doesn't match up. I don't get it. It's so bizarre. I don't know what happened. He's great for the league, great for the Browns, not for your fantasy team. The Bills. Cleveland's actually pretty decent as well on defense, not even close to what Buffalo Bills are doing. Um, But there are no play him if you got him, to be frank. Why? Because I would have Sammy Watkins there, but as I told you two weeks ago, I don't want him going up against Joe Hayden. Not excited. And then last week, with the Jets' not great secondary, he only caught three passes for 35 yards. Benched. He's in gut calls, because you probably have to still start him, but let's be honest. Fred Jackson and Booby Dixon. Booby. So they shared time last week against the Jets. Dixon carried the ball 12 times for 54 yards and a rushing touchdown and also caught one pass for eight yards. Jackson carried the ball 10 times for 32 yards and a touchdown and also caught three of his four targets for 13 yards against the Jets. Now, you know I like Jackson the best, but there is a possibility that Booby stays in the mix. So if you're in one of those like crazy desperate leagues or you're doing daily and you need someone on the cheap, if you can get Booby... That's fine. Booby's always in the mix, no? Booby's a little... There's, I, it's always on the table. That's not where I was going with that, but you're out. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Orton, bad matchup this week. Sixth fewest fantasy points, and I thought we'd just give him a shout-out because he did throw two touchdowns yeah. and uh, two, had 230 yards, no interceptions against the Jets. That's pretty good. Robert Woods, last week he caught nine of his 11 targets for 118 yards and a touchdown, but the Jets' secondary is terrible, and Watkins just wasn't getting it done. The Browns are much better against the pass. I just think he's too risky. And then Chris Hogan, uh, you know, he was the other man in Week 10 and 11, but then he went back to Woods. You know, you just don't know what's going on there. I don't like it. You know what I kind of like is the kickers in that matchup. For some reason, I feel like the kickers are going <laughs> to yes, get some points I in this agree. game. I agree. I hope so. I, got some I actually own both of them. Yeah, well, I'm not angry about those plays. San Diego Chargers 7-4 and four against the Baltimore Ravens 7-4. and four. We've got a game here, folks. We really do. And Ryan Matthews is back. He rushed for 105 yards and a touchdown against St. Louis, a a tough run defense. But the Ravens give up the absolute least points to running backs. So um, I still think the work will be there, and they have to run. Telling you to play him if you got him. That's nice. I like it. I'm going against the matchup. All right, gut calls. Phillip Rivers. Still not a great choice. Last week, 291 passing yards, a touchdown, and an interception. The Ravens' secondary is terrible. They give up so many points to wide receivers. So I think that he'll come back. They give up the eighth most points to quarterbacks, the third most wide receivers. So fingers crossed. And speaking of those wide receivers, 
Keenan Allen, he caught six of his nine targets for 104 yards and a touchdown last yeah. week. Royal caught six of six for 50. Floyd, four of five for 30. But Floyd is kind of the, like, long play man, and I think they're going to get that a lot against the Ravens. Yeah. Because, frankly, the Ravens made Marcus Colston look good. Floyd's there to make you angry with Keenan Allen during fantasy. It's like, it's like that should have been Keenan Allen's catch. Right, right. So I feel about Floyd. I like Floyd. I have Floyd. I do too. I think he's silently had a pretty decent season. He actually has been no, like... No, he has. He's going to have a good game, right? Because I, I, I think I'm benching Sammy Watkins for Floyd this week. I'm just saying like Keenan Allen's supposed to be like the receiver there. And so you expect some of these big yeah, plays to be right, Keenan Allen. It's right. not. It's Floyd. No, well, Floyd got hurt. Yeah. He's in now. He's in now. He's legit. Antonio Gates, since week nine, he's yet to go over 32 yards or score a touchdown. Now, tight ends are terrible, so 3.2 <laughs> points. Winning. Winning. <gasps> you're still doing better than almost everyone else. It's yep. unbelievable how bad that position is. So you're probably still starting him, but I'm just saying it's not looking good per use. Bench warmers, Brandon Oliver. It was fun. Now it's done, especially against the Ravens, D. Sad, Sad day. Baltimore Ravens, play me if you got it. Justin Forsett, hello. Fantastic. 182 yards rushing, two touchdowns, another eight yards receiving. You know, I think the Chargers are really going to focus on him, which is not great. No. But that line makes some holes for him, yeah. too, and he gets it done. He so. was a leading rusher last week. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not going to be as as many points as last week, but I think 12 points is, uh, is nothing to complain about. I Season think that's saver. about what he's going to get. Gut calls, Tory Smith and Steve Smith Sr. I wouldn't be mad if you started any, either one of them, but I'm a feeling it's going to be like a nine-point game for both of them. Wide receiver three, flex options, I think is great. The Chargers give up the 17th most fantasy points to wide receivers. The Flacco is struggling, and against this defense, Chargers seem to pull it out. I don't know how they do it, but they do. Mm. So, I mean, I wouldn't be mad starting either one of them. I'm starting Tory in one of my links, but... Um, just it might not be like 16 point games out of them, right? Bench warmers, Joe Flacco. He's been bad. What yeah. is going on? I don't know. It's Ugh. really sad. Again, the math does not add up, but he's on the bench, you guys. Oh, and Daniels. Daniels had 0.7 points last week. Yeah, so even though there's no tight ends, he's not one you want to play. Chargers give up the third fewest fantasy points to tight ends, so it's not looking good for him, all right? So I have a league where I have Owen Daniels, mm-hmm. Vernon Davis, uh-huh. and Jordan Cameron. Woo! I'm like, I'm just mm, like screwed all over the place great. here. That's mm. great. It's great. Bench them all and pretend like there's... But you have to play one tight end. Oh, you it's do so have frustrating. to. Oh, yeah. mm. Worst position in football. Everyone complains about kickers and defenses. I'm much more frustrated by tight ends. Absolutely. 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 New York Giants, 3-8. and eight. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 1-10. I know everybody's going to turn off their TVs for this one, but don't nope. do it yet because ODB yeah. is legit. Highlight reel. Did you guys see the text messages between him and Eli that went viral? No. The fake text messages? It was the fake text messages, right. but it was hilarious. It's like Eli's like, hey, man, did you see that catch last week? And ODB's like, yeah, man, that, that was me. You threw me the ball. I, mean, I don't. I can't. I can't go through it all. But you gotta find it. It's hilarious. I mean, Eli's like, hold on a second. Um, my my dad's calling. And ODB's like, you don't have to put me on hold, man. It's text messages. <laughs> it's cool. It's like so funny. Anyway, so he, he's check so that good. out because it's good stuff. But ODB is legit. He's great. I'm into him. Um, I don't think he's gonna have such a big a week, but 
it's still going to be good. I kind of feel like it's going to be the Jennings show this week. I don't know why. He had 52 yards on the ground and another eight catches for 68 yards. I just like him against Jacksonville. They give up the 10th most fantasy points to running backs. I feel like they're going to rely on him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, gut calls Eli Manning. I know people are picking him up. They're streaming Eli Manning. Woohoo! Great. This is a great matchup. He's not my favorite. You know who I like better this week is Teddy Bridgewater. I like him more than Eli this week, guys. Jacksonville held, held Andrew Luck to 15 fantasy points. And that's Luck. That's not Eli Manning. That's Andrew Luck. Crazy. It's bad. Guys. They've gotten it's better. Bad. The Jaguars have gotten better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If they, no. can, if the they can force Locke to fumble twice, then only imagine how many times they're going to get Eli to throw an interception, right? Right? I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Not my favorite. Although I will say he had a better game last week. And why? Because he only targeted Ruben Randall three times. I told you, Eli, you want to have a good game. Stop throwing it to your boyfriend, Randall. Anyways. Uh, but... With that said, Ruben Randall also is a gut call because most likely he's going to target him more this week because he never learns his lesson. So there's that. Larry Donnell, tight end favorites right here, guys. Boomer bust. He's in your roster because there's no other tight ends to talk about. And uh, let's get to Jacksonville. The best, worst team. Yeah. Um, play him if you got him. Denard Robinson. He is allowed one bad game. Yeah. All of a sudden, people were freaking out. They were like, should I drop Denard Robinson? Drop? What are you, Have you I looked know, at... I know. I I can't. Indy I was like, was should I go off. back to Gerhardt? I'm like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Crazy. Absolutely not. Okay. Indy was ticked off, and they stopped the run. That's what they keyed in on. He carried the ball 14 times for 25 yards. He caught four passes for 47 yards. And he lost a fumble. But he's going to bounce back against the Giants who give up the third most points to running backs. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Brandon's here with the nieces and has now been exposed to the glorious slash non-glorious Frozen. The it's movie. fine. It's just surprising. It's just surprising. So, um, gut calls. I'm going to say wide receivers because... Marquise Lee had the best outing last week by catching three of his five targets for 52 yards. Everyone else had less than 20 yards and no touchdowns. It's a nice matchup, but without my favorite, Allen Robinson, I don't have much confidence in these guys. But I do have to tell you, it's a nice matchup. And I don't know why. It didn't work out last week because it was his first week back from injury. But I think there's a possibility of a breakout game for Mercedes Lewis. Tight ends are so bad. Why not play him for some upside? Absolutely. I'm yeah. down with I that mean, call. I'm it, into that. Whatever. He played in week one and week two. And in week one, he caught six of his nine targets for 35 yards. In week two, he caught two of his three targets for 71 yards and a touchdown. I think this is going to be his week. Benchwarmers, Blake Bortles, 146 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. That's the stat line from last week. I feel like that's all I'm going to do for analysis for him moving forward. And you know I'm free Bortles. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. You know Lock I'm free Bortles. Up. Lock him up. But something is just not happening there. We need to work it out. Could it be that he's a rookie? Is that what's not happening there? He's a rookie. He wasn't planning on playing this year, and I think it shows. Send RG3 there. <gasps> oh, that's what? not nice to Jaguars. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it, Jacksonville. I didn't mean it. You know, we're, we're here with our family and our grandparents are town, and we were talking about that and about how... People need to stop playing these rookie quarterbacks because the problem is once you play them and they don't perform well and you bench them, it's so rare that they actually can come back and, and play as a franchise quarterback. 
It's hard. It's hard, you know? Like, stop putting these kids through that. That's right. Keep playing them like they do with Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. We got the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals, 7-3-1 and one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2-9. and nine. Right, Ride the bat out. Ride the bat out. <laughs> Play him if you got him, A.J. Green. He had 16 targets last week. That's a lot of targets. It's enough said, guys. Play him. Hello? You have to. Caught 12 of them. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of targets. Mohamed Sanu. As long as Sanu is seeing seven targets a game, I feel like you have to start him. You know, I mean, he kind of depends on the end zone. But the Bucks give up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. It's a good matchup. It's a great matchup for him. Mm-hmm. So I say play him. I'm going to move both Bernard and Hill to gut calls. <gasps> what? Uh, yeah. I, would, I mean, I, will start, I would start both of them. Um, in your running back two flex position, but I'm just telling you they're going to be splitting those carries. I would start Hill over Bernard. I feel like Bernard is still hurt, and Hill's performed better than Bernard anyways. So, yeah. um, I'm a Hill fan, but by Bernard, I never liked Bernard, but that's my own feelings. Tampa Bay gives up the 11th most fantasy points to running backs. I do think they're both going to be decent. I think they're going to be fine. I just don't think they're going to have huge games because I think they're really going to split those carries. Um, so just temporary expectations and bench warmers, Andy Dalton, you can start him if you're in a two quarterback league, but other than that, there's too many interceptions. It's not good. Yeah. Well, you're playing Mike Evans for the Bucks. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I bumped him up in the rankings. Yeah. So last week seemed like a letdown, which is ridiculous as he still scored 10 points. Seriously. You know, off a touchdown of 47 yards. I mean, Grant, that paled a comparison of the 24 points, 18 points, and 32 points in the past three weeks. But those are, like, freaky numbers, people. He is the main target in Tampa, and he needs to be in your lineup. Period. And a discussion. I don't want to hear any more talk about it. Nope. Vincent Jackson, though. This is a frustrating man right here. Uh. <laughs> right when you have either dropped him, or you've finally gotten to the point where you just glaze right past him in your lineup, so don't even give him a second thought about playing him. He has five catches for 117 yards. You know, McCown is throwing around 300 yards per game, and he's starting to spread the wealth around a bit. This is more likely due to the defense is covering Evans uh, more than they had previously at the beginning of the season. So there's a possibility that he could be, you know, remotely decent in a flex position. But again, you're really rolling the dice with Vincent Jackson. But you might have to. So, you know, it is what it is. I think I might add Vincent Jackson to the list of people I can't handle drafting. Can't draft... Because really... I never trust him enough to play him, so it's a waste for me to draft. You know what I'm saying? But like, every other year he's been so good. Like, even though he doesn't uh, seem good and Tampa Bay's been bad, he puts up good numbers. It's just this year, it just, this is not happening. Um, my bench, Josh McCown. So McCown is throwing for decent yards, but he's also racking up some interceptions, which makes him a tricky play. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the best matchup this week as the Bengals give up the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So you have better options, you know, in a one-quarterback league. So stick with those. You can think about him in a two-quarterback league, but certainly not as your main guy. Lewis Murphy, I do want to bring him up. We rarely, if have ever, talked about Lewis Murphy. And that is because, fantasy-wise, he is pretty much inconsequential to you. He was doing well weeks four through six, nine points, yeah. nine points, and 13 points. Then he did nothing from weeks, you know, eight through 11, scoring a total of three points. And then last week he went off for 113 yards off six catches. So, you know, could he boom again this week? You know, possibly. But not likely as the Bengals give up the second fewest points to wideouts. So mm. it's really not his week. 
Not it, guys. Not it. Congratulations to the Oakland Raiders. Hey, yeah. That Beating was the nuts. Kansas City Chiefs last Thursday night. That was very exciting. I couldn't believe it, but I'm into it. They are now 1 in 10 at St. Louis Rams 4 and 7. Game of the week, possibly. Game of the week. Yeah. We should have um, said that against the, with the Giants. I know. I was just saying, we really missed Game of the Week for them. Too. It's a tough call. It's really tough. It's pretty bad, guys. It's our, it's pretty bad. Although I feel like the worst game of the week really is going to be the Seattle 49ers game. Yeah. I really do think that's going to be the worst game for fantasy owners. But um, Oakland Raiders, play them if you got them. We don't have any. Um, the reason why the Oakland Raiders won Thursday night is because Mr. Latavius Murray. Yeah. Um, but he suffered a concussion at the end of the game, which is not good. He has yet to be uh. cleared for Sunday's game. I think he will be, but... With that said, St. Louis Rams give up the 10th fewest fantasy points to running backs. So this is not going to be an easy matchup for a guy that's had one good game and suffered a concussion. Surprise. Surprise. Mm -hmm. So most likely the Raiders are not going to beat the St. Louis Rams. But that doesn't matter for your fantasy teams. I'm going to put James Jones in gut calls. He had five receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. I'm not upset with him at all. Now he is a touchdown dependent wide receiver. um, But I think he's going to find the end zone again. I'm getting into it. The Rams give up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers, and he's the only one that's somewhat consistent out of Oakland. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not real consistent, but it's somewhat consistent, so I'm not upset about it. We're not starting anybody else, you guys. Everybody else is on the bench. In fact, they're not even worth mentioning their names. Derek Carr. I saw some commentary about uh, Andre Johnson, and it goes, he's not even the best Andre in the league now, and then it had parentheses. Andre Holmes. It's yeah. like, oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch, that hurts. Oh, man. Brutal. The Andres uh, are having a rough year, man. Raider. Andre Williams, Andre Holmes, mm-hmm. Andre Johnson. It's not the year of the Andre. Oof. Andre Long Ellington. Rude. Andre Ellington's the best. Andre Ellington. We'll give it okay. to him. Give it to him. St. Louis Rams. <laughs> it's not saying much, but. <laughs> All right, let's talk Rams. Uh, play me if you got him, Trey Mason. It was certainly not the stellar game we were hoping for from Mr. Trey Mason no. last week. But the good news is he's still getting the bulk of the workload and that he has a fantastic matchup this week against the Raiders, who give up the third most points to opposing running backs. He's a great option to think of for a flex position here if you're a little bit nervous, but you can feel good about a flex. I also would say to start the St. Louis Rams defense. Not surprising because they're playing the Raiders. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, but my thing is the Rams had another good game last week scoring 12 points in a standard league format. So they had two fumble recoveries. They had a touchdown and an interception in last week's game against the Chargers, who you yeah, have been waning a bit recently, but obviously they're a much better team than the Raiders. So right. this week's matchup is even more enticing for the Rams as the Raiders do give up the ninth most points to opposing defenses. So Ram on. Got calls. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Ramon. I do like that. Uh, Kenny Britt. Britt is the main receiver in St. Louis. Last week, he only had t- two receptions for 37 yards. <laughs> Not great. Uh, but don't let that get you down too much. So, Lewis and Austin are more so flukes and boomer bust players. So, keep your eye on Britt if you are desperate for an option at wideout versus the other guys. So, sorry, I meant Bailey and Austin. So, Stedman Bailey, we're talking about, he's on my bench. You might be having a who moment, and you're not alone here. <laughs> Bailey has been practically absent from the Rams' offensive strategy, but he has you know, a pretty gar- darn good game last week. He had 89 yards off seven receptions and caught a touchdown. Yeah. He had yeah. a good game. He had a good game. He had a really good game. But unfortunately, prior to this game, his highest scoring game was six points, and he has been averaging 
1.2 points per game, other than last week's game. Amazing. I mean, that's worse than tight end, guys. Yeah, just, that's, that's, that's he's not, not even worth a tight end position. That's, that's right. So keep, you would start him if he was a tight end. <laughs> you, you, you would think about <laughs> it. But he's not. So keep this guy, you know. You just want to say his name. Yeah, keep this guy on your bench if, you know, for some bizarro name. reason you had even had him on your team. I don't know why you would have. But I have him in the Flea Flicker League. Do you? Okay, I do. Well, that's like a 20, you know, how many, 20 some picks? Uh, yeah, and there's no no and waiver the, wire. I don't no know how, wire, I, didn't, I don't even teams. remember drafting yeah, him, but sure. I thought, man, all right. You could have a Bailey there, but come on now. He does see targets. Uh, Tavon Austin. So if you're looking at just the scores from last week, you're probably thinking, hey, the St. Louis Rams receivers aren't that bad. Don't do Austin it. Austin scored nine points. Uh, but he only caught three passes for 11 yards and just happened to score a touchdown. You know, him scoring touchdowns is not a regular occurrence. So no. you had completely forgotten about him, and you can still forget to think about Tavon Austin with that in your lineups. Absolutely. Don't even think about it. They were playing crazy last week. St. Louis all of a sudden yeah. became a passing team out of nowhere. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. It's weird. They played the Denver Broncos and beat them, and they just got this, like, woo! Yeah. Yeah, confidence. energy. Got the boom boom. Uh, New Orleans Saints need that kind of energy. Four and seven at the Pittsburgh Oof. Steelers. Seven and four. Wow, Saints. Wow, even mm. at home. Wow, so bad. So bad. That's awesome. Holy moly. Yeah. And here's part of the problem. Pierre Thomas, probable with shoulder, he'll play. Travaris Cadet, probable hamstring. Robert Meacham, questionable ankle, probably out. Mark Ingram, probable shoulder. Kyrie Robinson, out, arm. So, that's the problem right there. They keep getting banged up and then not producing. So, still, you have two play if you got them. You can say it with me now. Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. I will say that Drew Brees, yes, the narrative is that he's not as good um, at away games. But listen, his last two away games, he scored 18 fantasy points at Carolina and 20 points at Detroit. Detroit's a great defense. So, I mean, if you play daily, maybe you wouldn't bank on him. But I think he's fine in your regular leagues. Don't get freaked out. Got calls. Marcus Colston, Joseph Morgan, Kenny Stills. They're splitting the work. Last week against the Ravens, Colston caught four of his tar- all four of his targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. Stills caught eight of his nine targets for 98 yards. Joseph Morgan caught only one mm. target for 62 yards and carried the ball once for 67 yards. Who's Joseph Morgan? I don't know, but it's the Saints, so there They're you so go. They're so frustrating. <sighs> yeah. They're just... And you know what? Frankly, you know... The, the Steelers gave up the 15th most point to wide receivers, but the Ravens gave up the third most. So that's part of the reason why Marcus Colston didn't look really bad. But it happened. And I have really sad news for you. Mark Ingram and Pierre Thomas are splitting carries 11 and 11. Saints! Okay, hold on. I need a rant moment. I need a rant moment here Please, because you finally had a good thing going with yeah. Ingram. And then what? So... PR, it's listed as probable that you're like, you know what, let's split carries. Why not? Why not? It's a nightmare. It's and I'm just saying Mark Ingram is no longer the guy he was the last five weeks. It's really sad. You're not Move winning. On. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. Minus the New England Patriots. I mean, everybody who's winning this year has a main back, right? I mean, the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, Arizona. Broncos. I mean, they all have one main back. You know, I just wish they could figure it out, Saints, and keep Ingram in. Yeah. 
So on that note, there's no major bench warmers other than the fact that I'm benching all of them except for Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. But you can have them as gut calls, people of America. Ugh. Irritated. I'm just like, I didn't realize Pittsburgh Steelers is my team. I'm so irritated right now. <laughs> uh, here we go. Well, Le'Veon Bell. Here's hey, a great example. Great example. Main back. Main back. Steelers are rocking it. Rocking. Back from the bye. Right? I mean, come Welcome on. Welcome back, my friend. Welcome back. He's a given. You know, I'm sure you missed him last week on his bye. You know, he's I the did. fourth highest scoring running back for the season. He's a little engine that could. Uh, he's solid. He's consistent. There's nothing more that needs to be said. And he's a solo back. Irritated still. All right, moving on to Ben Roethlisberger. You know, Ben is having one of his best statistical seasons of his career. He's the seventh highest scoring QB for the season. And this week, you know, he's going against a pretty weak Saints defense. So Big Ben should have another fun show in this week. Antonio Brown, in case there was any doubt about whether Brown was still the main man in town in Pittsburgh, he is, unequivocally, he is the second highest scoring wide receiver for the year. And while Ben has been spreading the ball around a bit more, he still scored a touchdown and had 91 yards off nine catches this, you know, the week before the bye. He is the man. He is the mother effing man, Antonio Brown. One of my favorites. I actually have him and Le'Veon Bell in a league. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's solid. So, you know, I got calls from Artavius Bryant. So Bryant is a talented young player, clearly, who seems to be kind of a, a big play kind of player. You know, the good is that the Saints give up big plays. So there's a good chance for him to have a solid week and score a touchdown. You know, and the Saints are about equally bad at defending the run as they are the pass. So I would expect a pretty equal split between the run and, and, and the air, quite honestly. Agreed. My bench is Marcus Wheaton. Um, you know, if I had to pick between two secondary receivers, I would choose Bryant over Wheaton. You know, Wheaton only had two double-digit point games all season. The rest have been kind of ho-hum. You know, and Bryant has more potential to boom. And so that's what you're kind of shooting for when you're looking at two players that aren't incredibly consistent. You're looking for the upside. So I think Bryant's got a bit more upside. Absolutely. Carolina Panthers, 3-7-1 and one at the Minnesota Vikings, 4-7. and seven. Yeah. Play him if you got him. Calvin Benjamin, he is for sure a rookie, guys. Lots of mistakes. He does not look good, but he gets you the fantasy points. Yep. Every week. And that's all we care about on this show is fantasy points. So you're going to start him every week. Uh, Greg Olson, I'm going to bump him up to play him if you got him. I had to make gut calls, but the fact of the matter is that tight ends are awful. This is a bad matchup. We were talking about the Minnesota Vikings earlier in the show. Their defense is legit. They get yep. the ninth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Both Gronk and Graham got less than six fantasy points against the Vikings. It's not going to be the best game for Mr. Olson, but who are you going to start over him? You know, you can't. Yeah. You can't yeah. do it. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you by chance drafted Olsen and Gronk, then sure, start Gronk. I did. Then there did, you go. Actually. You're going to play Gronk this week, <laughs> Ashley. You're going to play Gronk. Um, I did. I did. But he is still I a top did. five you tight know. end, and so it is what it is. Ten and one in that league. There you go. I'm talking about that, but what are we on? In week 13? We're on week 13. <laughs> it's like 10 and 2. I'm 11 and 1. Very good, Ashley. Yeah, good. Could it be the Gronk Olsen combo? Perhaps. Perhaps. Absolutely. Perhaps. Yeah. Tight ends are important, you guys, because a lot of them are really bad. Bench warmers. Uh, you know, everybody else, you guys, Cam Newton's not even worth talking about right now at this point. Um, again, the Vikings are legit. Um, running back by committee in Carolina. So that's ne- never healthy for anybody's fantasy team. And there are no other receivers um, for Carolina. 
for their all. Everybody's it is what it is. Yep. It is what it is, guys. There's two people on that team. <laughs> They're both must starts, and everybody else is awful. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, in this, it's very different. There's no playing if you got them. So there's no real bench. It's all gut calls. Yeah. yeah, it's all gut calls in Minnesota. It's crazy. They're playing against Carolina's defense that used to be good. It's not so good anymore, people. Oh. I love Teddy Bridgewater this week. He's coming off a nice game with 210 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, and another 32 yards on the ground, so he's getting in his groove. I'm liking that. Um, you couldn't ask for a better matchup because Carolina gives up the sixth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. If you play daily, I really like him. I feel like if you want to spend some money on some running backs or some receivers and don't want to spend so much on a quarterback this week, Teddy Bridgewater is your guy. Now, I should preface, last time I said to play the Minnesota Vikings, they all got six fantasy points, so there is that. (laughs) Um, Jarek McKinnon is most likely not going to be a huge fantasy points guy this week, um, but I trust him more than any of the other guys in the backfield. Seven points is good enough for you. For your flex guy, I would do it. Yeah. Greg Jennings. Jennings sees about six targets a game. Um, if he gets a touchdown, he will probably have 30 yards. If he doesn't get a touchdown, he probably gets 70 yards. So he's right around that seven to nine point range every week. It's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. But now after you've ruined the night with telling me that A.J. Green gets 16 targets, just no one's impressive anymore. I know. You notice that? I know, The whole right? show kind of went downhill after that. It's crazy amount of targets. Crazy amount of targets. It's so nuts. It's bananas. You ruined my day. Um... Carolina gives up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers, and that's also why I like Charles Johnson. Charles is coming on at the right time for the Vikings. He saw 11 targets last week and found the end zone twice. That's impressive. Once for a touchdown, another for a two-point conversion. Mm -hmm. Um, No one owns him yet, you guys. Pick him up. Start him this week. Enjoy your time with little Charlie. I'm into him. Little Charlie. Little Charlie. Good name. And you're, I was wrong, you guys. I is, did that, is this what you say you decided on the name Charles for a boy? I'm or not pregnant, boy? everybody, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that came out wrong. That came out wrong. Cash is crying somewhere right now. Cash is crying. No, but... Uh, no, it's not. It's not during that write-up? No, it's not during that write-up. But I appreciate your, your announcement of my non-child name. Um, <laughs> Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Patterson's time is done you guys he only saw two targets last week and now he's yeah. injured so his coach is less than impressed with him and so am i yeah gosh he's a disappointment he goes on the 2014 disappointment list for sure for sure who doesn't disappoint me is the arizona cardinals nine and two with the atlanta falcons four and seven sad day arizona losing last week i thought they were gonna win yeah but i'll forgive you Implosion. I'll forgive you. Implosion. Play him if you got him. Andre Ellington. Yo, The Cardinals have had a hard time getting their running game going. That's no joke. I'm sorry about that, but don't lose hope. Ellington is faceable, facing the terrible Atlanta rush defense. And yeah. they're bad. Real they're bad. Real bad. So Ellington, Andre, Shaking. the best Andre in the NFL. Andre. Um, is going to be in the start. Let's get a Red Lobster. Andre. Project Runaway reference. Yes. I love Red Lobster. It's weird. You really do love red lobster. <laughs> so weird. She's the only, one person who lives on the East Coast in the family, and she's like a red lobster fan. Yeah. It's crazy. Only the little cheesy biscuits are good. The cheesy biscuits they're are delicious. They're delicious. They're delicious. They've boxed them. You can, they, 
They cheesy sell them good. at the grocery store now, which Ooh. is brilliant for Red Lobster. I mean, that's got to be The huge. cheesy biscuits are worth a happy hour, but that's it. That's the only reason Absolutely. to possibly go to Red Absolutely. Lobster. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless your name is Andre. Andre. Best of the best. Let's get back to the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> shall we? Sure. Um, John Brown. I gotta play him if you got him. Fitzgerald hurt and Floyd being Mr. Unreliable. Yeah. Uh, Brown is not the only guy that Stanton can really rely on. So he has some really heads of the plays. He makes amazing catches. Yeah. I feel like he is in the amazing catches reel every week. It's crazy. I mean, he only had three receptions, but he got 61 yards out of it. So if they keep throwing the ball to him, you know, he, he has potential to be a really good person. Got calls Michael Floyd. I feel like this is his permanent spot, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, only if you need him do you start him. I would usually bench him because he zeroed out last week, but Atlanta gives up the six most fantasy points wide receivers. So there's that. Bench warmers, John Carlson. Atlanta gives up the six fewest fantasy points to tight ends, and he isn't even worth the start against the easiest matchup in the league. So, bam. Bam. Bam, bam. Uh, should we talk Falcons for a minute? Mm. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're like fire drill here. All right. Uh, Roddy. You know, Corny and I, Corny has Julio ranked over Roddy, and I disagree. But, you know, because for me, Roddy's a more consistent receiver this year in terms of being targeted in the end zone. You I know. bumped Julio down a lot this week. You, you guys. from other people, from yeah. Other people, I bumped him That's down true. dramatically. You know, but Julio is targeted way more in the That's end zone true. than I'm sorry. Roddy's targeted way more in the end zone than Julio is, and Julio, you know, scored more points than Roddy last week. But Roddy nearly had a touchdown last week. You know, he's been hot the past few weeks. So you got to keep riding him until he cools off. Now Julio Jones finally scored a touchdown, but this was his first touchdown since week three. His yardage was on par with the last six games in the high 60s range, so there wasn't anything extraordinary other than the touchdown. So the Cardinals are a really tough defense, so temper your expectations there. I would also like to say I'm glad Julio Jones is going to be lower in the draft this year. Yeah. I might actually get him. Yeah. Another disappointment of 2014, yeah. right? Totally. Totally. And then there's Steven Jackson. Just He's been a disappointment for years. But per usual, <laughs> Steven Jackson is a gut call. And it all depends on who your other options are for the start. So I will reiterate that he does not get much yardage, kind of thinking that 40-yard range. Um, but it all rides on whether or not he gets in the end zone. And I do think the Falcons are looking cohesive enough that I think they'll be able to get in the red zone for Jackson to punch it through. So feel okay about that. Bench, Falcons defense, they're awful. They're so bad. So bad. They're just so bad. They're a no-go. No so go. Bad. No go. New England Patriots nine and two. The Green Bay Packers eight and three. This is gonna be a great game. <gasps> yeah. Fantasy Orgy of the Week. Mm-hmm. I'm into them. I'm really into this. I this bought is good stuff. a new yeah, underpinning outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bring your extra outfit because you're gonna need it Sunday mm-hmm. night. <laughs> uh, so New England Patriots play him if you got him. Tom Brady, you guys, this should be a shootout. Last week he had 349 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I'll take it. Really like him this week. Really, really like him. Really like everybody really on the Patriots. I mean, I hate the Patriots. Don't get me wrong. I really dislike the Patriots. But for fantasy terms, I really enjoy them. Rob Gronkowski, he caught half of the passes that he probably should have for 78 yards. He should have had two touchdowns, but they went to Mr. Tim Wright. 
Yeah, you know, I'll I told bounce, you. I'll bounce back. I told you Tim Wright was going to be sneaky good this week. I do not think he's going to be sneaky good this week. I think Robert Gronkowski is going to get those touchdowns. Green Bay's just okay. I think uh, I think Gronk's back. Brandon LaFell. LaFell was targeted 12 times last week and ended the game with 98 yards. That's a he's lot of targets for me, other player. Seriously. Totally. Mm-hmm. He's listed questionable leaving the game last week with a shoulder injury. If he plays, I like him. I'm playing him this week. I'm into it. He's. I feel like Brady's going to be just passing just all day long. Edelman. Edelman's a safe wide receiver three flex player. I mean, I don't know what to say about him. You know? He had a great return touchdown last week. He did. And if that yeah. counts for you, count congratulations. For, you know, for but if leagues. it doesn't for, for most leagues, you know, <laughs> that was nice to watch him do that. Great. He still was a, he still has points. He, well, you know what? If, you, if you're in a PPR league, he's great. You, you're going to start him. You know, he still sees the um, receptions and the targets. But he's a nine-point kind of guy. And uh, I'm okay with that being your wide receiver three flex guy. Green Bay gives up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. I feel like he's going to be going down the slot a lot. I feel like he's going to get the targets. I still have him in must starts. Um, got calls. Oh, Shane Vereen, LeGarrette Blunt, mm-hmm. and Jonas Gray. I'm going to throw my ring against this microphone to make a tinning noise that's in my ears whenever anyone wants to talk about the New England Patriots running backs. I can't listen to it anymore. It's so sad. It just stinks. There's no Ugh. rhyme or reason Ugh. at all. As a fan- fantasy yeah. analyst, I am willing to have Ashley sleep with Belichick so we can predict the Patriots <laughs> running backs from now on. Ashley? That's asking a lot of me right I there. know. I know. I know you like those cutoff sweatshirts. I know they get you going. I mean, sleeping with the devil. Yep. yep. Selling my soul. Yep. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Maybe. If I'm looking into my crystal ball at this moment... I'm going to pick Shane Vereen out of the three. Ooh. I like it. I that's, see it. that's my uh, fantasy projection. Projection. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows, really? Nobody knows. I think because you're right, they're going to go pass. They're going to be pass heavy, which means Vereen. Vereen's the pass guy. Vereen's the pass guy. He is the pass one. Um, Gray, who knows? He might still be benched for showing up to practice late. Or he might get all of the carries. I don't know. Yep. Who knows? Um, I have Tim Wright and Mike got calls. Um, as we said, Wright had a wonderful game. He had three, 36 yards and two touchdowns last week. Um, and this isn't his first great game, so everybody knows. This is his third game in double digits. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yep. Um, but, again, this is not my favorite week for him. I really like him next week against San Diego because they're really good against the tight ends. They're going to be concentrating on Gronk. Again, Wright can be sneaky good, slip into that um, end zone and get another couple touchdowns. But um, this week I th- He's okay. He's okay. We'll see if they target him. Yeah. And bench nobody, you guys. This is a shootout. Everybody's going to play. And we're into the Green Bay Packers. I feel pretty much the same. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. You're going to hear some talk about how the Vikings held Rodgers in check and that someone might suggest that the Patriots will attempt to do the same. Sure, sure. But this is a home game, and Aaron Rodgers is the man. In a game in which he struggled, he still threw for 209 yards and two touchdowns and rushed for 34 yards. He's fine. He's great. But the Vikings are feisty, which we've brought up a lot this time. So it's pretty nice considering the season that they've had because they've had a rough go of it. Um, Eddie Lacy carried the ball 25 times, which was by by far his high of the season. He went for 125 yards and a touchdown. He's great. 
They'll be fabulous against the Patriots, who give up the 12th most points to running backs. Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb had subpar games last week. New England gives up the fourth fewest points to wide receivers, so it could be a weird week. But obviously you're starting them. You're especially starting them at home. You may not spend the money on them on daily, though. That's the only reason that I'm bringing that up. Got calls. Devontae Adams. In three of the last four home games, he's scored a touchdown. I like it. He's a cheap flyer if you do daily or if you just, like, need to throw someone in somewhere. Um, I don't know, but he's a flyer with consistency, which doesn't make sense, but it kind of does. It kind of does. And as far as bench warmers, just do not start a defense against New England. Ever. Nope. They're the, they're, they, they are the second least for defenses. First, the Broncos. Both of them, no fly zones. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of... The Denver Broncos, eight and three, wow. at the Chiefs, seven and four. This is a good game, guys. This is gonna be a good game. I'm yeah. into this. I'm nervous. What was that? That sounded like a theme song there. Da 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 da. It's the Rockies. Is that? That's what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the Broncos. I'm sorry, Ashley. <laughs> uh. Let me get back to something no that you DJ can Kelly. relate to. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> let me get you here. Uh, yeah, it's only gotta, appropriate. It's only appropriate to... Never Broncos! Win, 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 what? Wow. Wow. Dance party two of the day. Okay, we're gonna call. We're gonna call DJ up because we're best friends. We're gonna ask if we can use the song. Yep. Well, you know, (laughs) win, 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 no matter what. This is actually a great song for us, Mr. CJ Anderson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very good. Yeah. He was the third highest scoring running back last week. He had his best game yet, rushing for 167 yards, guys, and he scored a touchdown. You know, he also had a beastly 27 carries. So he's been killing it. And the past three games, he's rushed for 473 yards. He is legit. And the good news is that the Chiefs have softened up on defense a bit recently. So Anderson should have another big outing. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good about Anderson. I like it. So the rest of these I'm just going to kind of mention because I don't feel like I talk about a lot of people to start with the Broncos because I feel like they're generally pretty obvious. But mm-hmm. I want to point out some highlights. So Demarius Thomas. He is the highest-scoring wide receiver in the league and was the highest-scoring receiver last week. He averages 15.5 points and is probably the main man on your roster. So mm. clearly you are starting him. Emmanuel Sanders, he is the fourth-highest-scoring receiver in the league. It is crazy that the two of the top five receivers are from one team. That is Amazing. absolutely crazy. But yeah. Sanders is one of those players that is awesome in the slot. He also has the speed for big plays. He is a must-start and probably the best bane for your buck that you got this year. On your team. Because you yep. were able to get him pretty low. Especially for where he's in the rankings right now. My gut calls are the Denver Broncos defense. Um, and then Julius Thomas. So Thomas is listed as day-to-day. And he will definitely, Ooh. definitely be a game-time call. So he didn't <laughs> practice last week. And while he technically warmed up during the open-to-the-public portion of practice, he did not actually participate. So for me, the bigger issue is that this is a Sunday night game. And there are three games on Thursday, so you will more than likely need to make your decisions sooner than later on whether you are willing to wait and roll the dice on him. Because you're going to have very few options if he doesn't play and and you're going with him. So um, bench, notable, Connor Barth, new kicker for the Broncos. They uh, they kicked Brandon McManus to the curb this week. 
Um, so welcome. I feel to bad somebody. about that for some reason. Yeah, is, I mean, is he a rookie? He's a rookie. He is a rookie. Um, and it was weird because they're like, yeah, we're not trying people out. As they said that, they had Jay Feely and Connor Barth on the way to come try out. But I guess they have they have open practices every week, and so it just so happened they decided to go with Connor Barth. So I mean, he's been out since twenty twelve. Yeah, he got hurt. Uh, we didn't play all 2013. He hurt his Achilles heel on his kicking foot. So I'm a little concerned about that. But he clearly must be doing well enough for them to boot McManus. So anyway, keep that in mind in case you do have McManus, that he is no longer a Bronco and is Connor Barth. I haven't benched because, quite honestly, you busted your Achilles heel. I would like to see you in a game first before I even remotely consider drafting you. But, or picking you up, I should say. Wes Welker, I also have him on the bench. Yes, Welker scored a touchdown last week. And he nearly had a couple big plays if he could have kept his feet, you know, both feet in. But sadly, it wasn't to be. And other than the touchdown, he only had four catches for 18 yards. So it would have been really ugly, and more than likely it's going to be ugly again this week against the Chiefs. So speaking of the Chiefs, move on to them. Playing with him, Jamal Charles. The Chiefs had some really sad news with a teammate, favorite Eric Berry, receiving some concerning uh. medical news with a mass that was found in his chest. Really sad. Um, he's still undergoing tests, so our well wishes and thoughts to him. Um, you know, and I'm sure that his team is going to want to play the lights out, you know, play lights out for him. And Charles is the best solution to make that happen. You know, if you're playing Charles, you're playing him all day, every day. And I'd expect a little extra motivation from Barry's good friend to go out and have a good game for him. So you don't yeah. need extra motivation to play Charles, but he may have a little extra motivation this week. Travis Kelsey... And tight ends. He's not consistent. But he is the 10th highest scoring tight end in the league, which means you have to play him. And the Broncos' defense is not great about stopping tight ends. So if any, you know, receiver of sorts is going to go off or find the end zone, it will more than likely be Kelsey. I like that play this week. Yeah. Gut calls, none. Bench, the Chiefs' defense. You know the rule, people. You never, ever, ever start a defense against the Denver Broncos. You just don't do it. And this week is no different. And everyone else is on the bench. Yeah. On the bench, on the bench. Miami Dolphins, six and five. The New York Jets, two and nine. Game of the week? Guess we're watching The Voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? It is time. The time has come. Ryan Tannehill should be a starter in your lineup. I Plain and simple. Yeah, he was the third highest scoring quarterback last week. You know, and threw, he threw three touchdowns and was looking pretty pretty smooth. He's also the eighth highest scoring quarterback in the league this year. It is time to take this guy seriously. The fact, you know, that he is playing the Jets, who give up the absolute most points to quarterbacks, is the icing on top of a must-star status. So, I like it. I'm liking Tannehill. Miami's Dolphins defense. You are also playing them for sure this week. Yeah. For obvious reasons. <laughs> the Miami defense is the third best defense in the league for the year. And when you have a team like the turnover happy Jets, who just made a switch, a quarterback that Brandon's going to get into, uh, you are playing against them. It should be a field day for them. So gut calls, notable would be Mike Wallace and Lamar Miller. Miller's the 15th highest scoring running back for the season. I know I was shocked too. He had a pretty rough outing last week, though, but the Broncos' defense is better than you would think. They give up the sixth fewest points to running backs. But the Jets give up the seventh fewest points. Yeah. So this week, you know, more than likely won't be that much better than last week, to be honest with you. So the reality is that you will more than likely need to start him. 
but I would like to temper your expectations right now about that. So you're going to see a similar production to last week. John Sims and Charles Clay, because we're talking about tight ends this week. Sims is only in because Charles Clay has been out with an injury. I'm not saying that you should play him by any means, but if you are in a pinch and need to play someone because you held, you know, you held out hoping Thomas would play and he didn't, Sims is your guy. He's only owned 6.7% of ESPN leagues. You know, and Charles Clay was spotted at practice, but he is still day-to-day. So check your injury reports. Again, both of these guys are only an option if you're in a Julius Thomas pinch. Jarvis Landry, you know, is another one of these kind of gut calls. You know, the the four weeks have seen, you know, Jarvis Landry included in the offensive schemes much more than usual. He had two touchdowns last week, which means Tannehill has confidence in him. And this is now three touchdowns in the last two weeks. So if you're looking for a boom... Boom with Landry. Boom with Boom Landry. Landry. I like that. Bench, Brandon Gibson, and Brian Hartline. You know, the Jets do not have a great secondary, but don't let this tempt you to play either one of these guys. They are not used enough and are not consistent in their own play to expect a hot performance. Stay away. Great. The Jets. So, Jason Morrow, questionable with a concussion. Muhammad Wilkerson is out with a toe, which is terrible for their defense. Chris Johnson, probable ankle. Michael Vick, probable calf. Eric Decker, probable hamstring. Jeremy Curley, probable illness. Jeff Cumberland, probable, <laughs> probable <finger>. illness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I feel like that's, that's my good. stuff. So, every week. All I want to do is win, illness. win, win, win. win. Uh, <laughs> Geno Smith, as you said, was named the starter yeah. for this week. For this week. Because they're yeah. actually going to stream quarterbacks like they're a fantasy team. <laughs> right. So it's the new strategy of the Jets. Yeah. I'm into now. it. The Jets are now into daily fantasy. So Did after you know? that note, I said, no one cares. It just doesn't matter. No. <laughs> just, <laughs> it just doesn't matter. But I love their reasoning was, well, historically, he's been okay against the Dolphins. Yeah. He's been okay. endorsement. All right. Wow. <laughs> so I'm not suggesting anyone. On this team. I can't. I've been as positive as I possibly can. But Miami's defense is the real deal, and the Jets are a nightmare. Even my relentless admiration for the talent of Eric Decker and Percy Harvin has waned. Sorry. I know this is my job, but it's Thanksgiving. Just cut me a break. I'm done. I can't do. I can't deal with these guys. You have nothing to be thankful for with the Jets? I have nothing to be... Well, other than short write-ups. Yeah. 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 So I'm thankful. Yeah, yeah. Be thankful for. I that. am too, as the timekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a question for you. Fantasy question. Yep. You got to start one of them. Okay. Is it Fitzpatrick? Oh. Colt McCoy. Mm. Or Mr. Uh, Mr. Jets now. Chino. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna go Colt McCoy. I'm gonna go Fitzy. Nice, nice. Well, I'll go. <laughs> Not Gino. Just kidding. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go McCoy, too. Yeah. Anybody that's not RG3, I'm into. I'm into that. Do we have any uh, social media questions? We got two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Fantastic. This is from Sean. Um, PPR, pick two, flex. Uh, Hopkins, Landry, Stills, Crowell. I'm going to go Crowell and Landry. That's me too. That's what I was thinking. Those are the two I would pick. Tough call with Hopkins, though. Yeah. Tough call. Tough call. Yeah. Hopkins no, I, is, yeah. I completely agree with that. Um, here is another one. 
Colts defense, now that Colt McCoy is playing, also have Ravens available and Giants on waiver. This is from Seachick at Jenna DeWinna. What was that? I'm sorry. Colts defense, now that Colt McCoy is playing, uh-huh. also have Ravens available and Giants on waiver. Oof. I'm not against playing against McCoy. Roll with it. I like the Giants with Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. I their like, defense is better than we think, think but their like offense the, is still really like Their offense the is still bad. I think I like the Giants. All right. Um, okay. I got one here. Great. Um, Non-PPR. Where'd you go? Best Flex. She's. This is quite the team. Um, Calvin Benjamin, Roddy White, Terrence West, Joyke Bell, Frank Jack... Or, yeah, uh, Fred Jackson, Latavius Murray. Thanks and happy Thanksgiving. Fighting for playoffs by. Who's uh, that from? This is from at Izzy six two two zero. I'm gonna say how many? How many do we pick? Two or one? Best flex. So it looks like she's got a roster, but her flex position here. I'm going Benjamin. I was going to go Benjamin. Oh man, Roddy White though. Roddy White's legit too. Yeah, can't go wrong with those two. Yep, either one. Either one. We'll probably get a bell. Should to I sit for. Cobb and play ODB and Gordon, then play Jennings in my flex or play all three wide receivers? And this comes from Cut This City. So it's ODB, Randall Cobb, Gordon, and Jennings. Greg Jennings? Uh, I so know, I believe Rashad, Rashad Jennings. He's got Rashad the Jennings flex. in his flex right now. Keep Rashad in. And I would go with... Um, I agree with Brandon. I don't think Cobb's going to have that great of a week. ODB um, and Gordon. I'd go ODB and Gordon. I would. And keep Je- Jennings at the flex? And keep Jennings at the flex. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's crazy, but the Pats, really, they're pretty good defending the receivers. So. Yeah. I would... I mean, I would think about starting Cobb over Gordon. Whoa! But I don't know. Yeah, those are three great options. She can't lose. But it's she won't be crazy. crazy. Yep. How about this one? Um, this is from at Benny the Jet underscore. For Flex, Jarvis Landry, Daniel Heron, or Steven Jackson? That's a true Flex question. That is a true Flex. And I hate myself, and I'd probably go Steven Jackson. Oh, Landry. I hate myself. I like Landry. Yeah, I think I like Landry if it's PPR. If it's mm-hmm. not, I would go Steven Jackson. Is it PPR? Or it doesn't is it... specify. Here's the thing. I think, I think the Falcons are going to be good enough to get towards the end zone, and that's the only way that Steven Jackson scores points is in the red zone. The red zone so. There we go. I love it. All right. I have a awesome. long one if you want it. No, we're good. All right. That's it, guys. That's it. All right. That's All it. Right. Thank you so much for listening to week 13, Her Fantasy Football. Make sure you check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com and on iTunes. Also, follow us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Until next week, no more faking it. Hey.